Everybody, what's up? It's going to be crazy today. We're mixing it up a little bit for the people that are listening from either Crippers of the Corn feed or Killer Mockingbirds feed. This is a brand new podcast. It's going to be coming out once a month, and we're going to talk about the weird, the strange, the crazy. This is Floating Mushroom. I'm Joel Thomas. We've got Sean Chris in the house. What's up, Sean? Hey. We've got... Justin and Jay and, and Petrie and, and Frank and, and J Bob and, and Billy Bob Jimbo, <laughs> whatever they're going by today. What's up, y'all? <laughs> We're great. We're pumped up. We're excited for this. And I have no idea what you mean by that comment. Yeah, we don't. We're friends with those guys. I don't, yeah, we're friends. Just friends. Oh, that's right. That's right. They just sound an awful lot like you. <laughs> hey, but in this. In this zone, in this zone, though, it could be it could be clothes. I mean, considering the fact that Jay works for the Smithsonian and is a freaking psyop. A shill, a shill. It's true. It's true. Oh <laughs> a shill up, right? Is that what you do when you a shill up? That's my name today. I'm shill up, Jay. Do you know that Jay has his own fan club? Does it? I'm not even joking. We did a live stream on YouTube last night without him, and the uh, the main guy that runs his name Stonebender. He's like, as head of the uh, the J fan club, I demand proof of his life. That's why I was calling you while you were bowling. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, there was 85 <laughs> comments saying we want to see Jay alive. <laughs> Do I even exist? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> We need to know he's not in the back of the Smithsonian wrapped up. <laughs> <laughs> he's an artifact. Sean, he is, though. This isn't even him here. This is the freaking clone. He, the real body is in a Smithsonian. This is J74523. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to handle is, this right Is now. that why you got a barcode on the back of your head? You're not supposed to see that. That's why I wear a turtleneck. <laughs> Oh, it's man. the weirdest looking hickey I've ever seen. <laughs> it's a government well, just, hickey. Just for everybody, just for everybody to know, this new podcast we're doing, it's going to be a little different than we do in either of our formats. Um, it's us four coming together. We've done a lot of stuff together, so this isn't unusual. I just went ice fishing with Jay. And Justin, like a week ago, so I had a blast. They 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 took me out on the ice. I didn't die. Jay and I like marched around the river, frozen. We actually walked up to like a little uh, island 
only for Justin to call me when we got there saying it was illegal for us to be there. <laughs> I was like, and I was supposed to be there, but I was at a, in my Matrix job that I can't get the fuck away from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting there. You guys walked probably a mile and a quarter. And I'm like, they're getting awful close to that island. And then you guys just kind of disappear. <laughs> like, ah, they went on that island. Yep. They shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, there's picnic tables there, though. Like, it's, it can't be just, like, one person's island, yeah. though. If I remember correctly, he says, congratulations, you are trespassing. <laughs> I did. <laughs> congratulations, you guys are successfully trespassing. <laughs> do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Go directly to jail. <laughs> no, Michigan has all kinds of little islands that are owned. Like, well, we, the one we were ice fish on literally was, it's its own uh, freedom, or its own country. Yeah, a Craigtopia or It something. was the Rock and Roll Republic of Craigistan or Craigtopia or something like that. Yeah. This is like a half-acre island. It's its own country. Like Pizzoria from Family Guy? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's insane. But, yeah, very different than both our shows in a good way. We love hanging out with you guys, so it makes sense to sit down for an X period of time and hang out. And everybody at home, uh, like for our feed, you know, this isn't our normal stuff, but you guys are still going to enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got to say. Thank you guys for doing this with us. It's going to be fun. Yeah, likewise. And plus, I think it's still in the realm of all of our wheelhouses. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's almost like a blend of both of them. And like, you know, we get to explore a little bit more of the weirdness because there's a lot of weirdness out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I'm excited about it on that front, too, because Sean and I have talked about it a lot. And, you know, this is a chance for once a month, people are going to get to hear us get really on the weird, the cryptid, the paranormal, the interdimensional, all the stuff that we do talk about on the show from time to time. But we have such a wide array of topics that we go down and we have a lot of bannable content on our, <laughs> on our platform. So so this gives everybody just a little little opportunity to let those butt cheeks loosen up a little bit and just have some fun with us um but yeah we're pretty excited about this one and yeah it was really cool because this was justin's idea about the topic and it's something that all of us have talked about at some point mm -hmm. or dug into and sean and i talked about it several times too and uh yeah man uh go ahead and let people know what the topic is and we're just gonna go ahead and dive in man so this is the god particle or the higgs boson and I don't, everybody at home may not know, like the God particle is a big name and gets thrown around, but it was named after, it was named after a phrase. He named it the goddamn particle and people shortened it <laughs> to the God particle. So it didn't really have anything in his, in the original, uh, I have his name, Peter Higgs. In his mind, it didn't have anything to do with God exactly. It was so hard for him to prove or even possibly prove it existed. He finally got close and he's like, here's that goddamn particle. Mm. So that's kind of the funny sure. with the name, but it's the, the Higgs boson. A boson's a type of particle, but we'll get into that later. But yeah, that's what the topic is, and we all took a very unique way to look at it. Definitely, and I, I don't know about you guys as much. I, uh, I don't think you guys have really, like you said, Joe, we kind of danced around it, but we've never really actually done an episode, uh, you know, really diving deep into, you know, we always mention it or passing by in a live or something like that, but we've never actually put the time and put the, the the material together. And I think it's going to be good because everybody does have a little different perspective on it, but it kind of all still ties together. Oh, like yeah. we always say, everything kind of always falls into place. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I think for me, 
you know, I always go to the CERN part aspect of it, right? We all do. Mm-hmm. You know, CERN's a very easy place to start uh, when it comes when it goes to the God particle uh, and the Higgs boson, which the Higgs boson is not the only boson either. Right. So there's there's a couple more, as a matter of fact. So there's there's it's all these particles um, that are part of uh, it's the uh, the standard model. So the Higgs boson was actually the newest mm-hmm. that was added to it. And this was supposed to be kind of the one that brought everything together. It's supposed to hold the universe together, essentially. So that's what I found a lot of interest in. But I think there's so many nefarious angles to it, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to the government and oh, it yeah. comes to scientifically testing it and all that. So, I, you know... Justin will probably be pretty good to give everybody the good company line, the good biological yeah. line. Jay, feel free to jump in and tell him it's fake. It's all- tell him it's fake. <laughs> so, it's going to happen no matter you tell him to do it or not. But I have the standard definitions and all that for everything that we were going to talk about, just so everybody at home, because this is uh, just if you don't know anything about it, it's a lot to try to mull on immediately. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Higgs boson is a fundamental particle associated with the Higgs field. It gives mass to other fundamental particles such as electrons and quarks. Uh, the particle's mass is determined by how much it resists the charge and its speed and position when it encounters a force. Not all fundamental particles have mass. A photon, which is a particle of light, carries electromagnetic force but not mass. So when Jay has something to talk about later, that's very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so there are other types of bosons, but before I get that, I'll tell you the Higgs field, which I think is probably more in my, for my little bit of research is more important than the Higgs boson itself. The Higgs field is a field of energy that is thought to exist in every region of the universe. The field is accompanied by the fundamental particles known as the Higgs boson from earlier, which is used uh, by the field to continuously interact with other particles, this give, such as electrons. These particles that interact with in the field are given mass in their similar fat and their similar f- fashions to other objects passing through them. Uh, so kind of imagine it in this, in this, like you said, this is the very government, whatever, you know, definition, but kind of imagine this is what gives the jelly mold structure for all the stuff in the jelly. So this, the, the Higgs field is the jelly mold. Mm. The other types of bosons. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, uh, and they're saying basically what they're trying to do is figure out about space, right? And, and, and what atoms are and what we're made of. And basically, you know, a lot of people talk about like a big bang or recreating mm-hmm. it. Can you like tell, like, like, I'm just wanting to uh, get your perspective, Justin, like what, what are they trying to say they're doing before we actually, um, think what we think they're doing? <laughs> what do they say they're doing? Now that is very, I, I'm not a physicist. I was a biologist. So very different. It's hard for me to even understand, but no, they think they can unlock certain secrets. Like we're going to talk about CERN a lot later with particle accelerators, the Higgs boson deals with, but the Higgs boson could be the key to the doorway into the Higgs field. So if you can open up the Higgs field, uh, we think it could be like basically for the paranormal side, it's kind of the same thing as the veil where it's this big sheet that's separating the worlds or the dimensions. So we don't really know what's on the other side of it, but they think that the Higgs particle or the Higgs boson is the key to that, to that 
new discovery. But it also runs. But also, but also, it's saying that it holds um, all of these uh, particles, the atoms together mm-hmm. as well, and it gives them mass, which is really interesting for something that's said to take different shapes like it could be liquid it could be solid and and that's something they said it can interchange um and they don't even know how it necessarily does that and i think that's the one other piece if you're just going from a pure scientific angle what they're also trying to figure out too at least in my opinion yeah no you're right this is kind of the backbone to the universe as we understand it it gives particles mass and charge so without the Higgs boson, nothing exists. It'd be like a cold blank slate. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause the charge of particles is what makes them vibrate, gives temperature to the universe. And like you're saying, the mass is what gets things moving. So it's just without mm-hmm. the Higgs boson, supposedly none of this functions. So that's why it's the key to everything. But there are other types uh, of bosons, which are kind of divided up into two categories, basically big and small. And the Higgs is the one that runs down the middle, but photons are in the quantum mechanics. Photons are small, distinct packets of light energy, electromagnetic energy in nature. So that's like a, that's basically when you break down light into its fundamentals, that's what a light is, is a photon. And we, any of these definitions are just definitions. We, scientists that work with these don't really understand a lot of the stuff after what these words we're saying are. So they just use big yeah. words to really uh, Confuse and misdirect. Well, it's the same thing we talk about with the cryptid field or the biological field or anything like that. They'll just throw big terms at you, so you don't want to ask a question to feel stupid. But really, they Jay's don't. clone. Why are you smiling like that? <laughs> well, I think I think he, I think it's true. I think that's done a lot, it especially is. With, in modern science and stuff like that. They do like give you all these complicated, you know, names for things and reasonings behind them. Like uh, almost like a, my favorite example is uh, the definition of gravity. You know, um, oh, that's coming up. Um, if you just say the definition of gravity, it's so many words and it's just kind of confusing. Uh, Stuff pulls towards each other. Right, right, right. But yeah, we don't know what gravity is. Or as Jay likes to say, density. <laughs> but it's almost like they use that, like, so even that it confuses the science to me, like, it kind of like. Uh, covers what the nefarious things that might be really going on because you're so busy trying to figure out what these definitions are and what it really means that you're lost in the science. So that's when people always say, well, how could all these people be involved? They're not involved necessarily. You know, they think that they're looking, whatever their reasoning for being there is like the particle or atoms or, hey, I like this part of it. And they're so stuck in the definitions and the study of it and what it's supposed to be or what it's presented as, right? That they think they're lost in it. And I think that it's just like you said, like kind of a uh, a veil, right? It's something to cover up like, hey, this is, it's, we're just, you know, slamming atoms together, man. It's just cre- creating the big bang. It, in it itself, that's kind of scary. Even not the, <laughs> if we don't go into the nefarious stuff, just like, hey, we're just trying to recreate the big bang. You're like, that's right? a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we're currently living in the previous one. Yeah. If you go with that theory, we are living in the previous one. So get restarting the car isn't a good idea. <laughs> uh, Listen, Justin, Oliver uh, Buckschmuller, who works for CERN, literally said, open the path to extra dimensions in our universe. That's literally coming from the mouths of the people that work for CERN. That's what they're, they're trying, trying to, do. to open. I- 
other dimensions up. Like, I don't know how people don't hear that. Well, and, and don't like, man, these people are crazy. Because it's, it's buried <laughs> yeah, uh, in so Dr. much Sergio. scientific mumbo jumbo. Like, mm-hmm. like Sean was saying, you'll never, the average person will never understand it. And even when you're a scientist, and I've seen this from the, the field I used to work in, you never want to ask a question when you're at these conferences or at these meetings and stuff like that, because you don't want to be the dumbest scientist in the room. So most of the stuff, mm-hmm. like you could have this whole people in this giant vast meeting that are exchanging ideas and really three or four people are the only ones that really know what's going on because you don't want to ask a question because you don't want to be the dumbest guy in the room full of quote unquote geniuses. So it really, it's it's self, uh, it's self limiting itself. You know, Mm -hmm. the wall is easier to portray for that. So when you just throw it out in the public, like Sean said, like you guys said, and they just throw all these big, massive words you have no idea of understand or no hope of understanding. And then you get someone like any of us in that room just starts asking questions. They're going to point the finger at you. You're dumb. You the idiot and make sure you get out of there. Yeah. yeah I think it is. Well, like Joel was saying, like Joel was saying, he was talking. I don't know if he, if you said this guy, the Dr. Sergio Bertolixi, or I don't know how to say a stupid name. Doc, he was Sergio. part of that documentary that I watched. Yeah. yeah, And he, he was the director of research. And he said, and like you said, it's they're saying it. It's it, uh-huh. in the register. Uh, he said, out of this door might come something or we might send something through mm. it. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? It's it's not like, and that's the crazy part is that everybody gets lost in the science like Justin was saying of like, you know, it's complex. You don't understand it. But he said mm-hmm. it. He did it. It's not like, I mean, there's nothing to get like, that's not complicated. He said, hey, there's a door. Something's going through it or we're sending something through it. And that gets lost in the shuffle. Right. Yeah. And like, we'll talk about it later too. Like, uh, with, I'll always bring Mothman into probably all these episodes, but I think that was what was going on underneath the TNT plant and some of these other bases is the early workings for these doors and these creatures are side effects of you messing with these doors. Uh, like the Mothman, I will get into it later, but yeah, the Mothman didn't want to be here. We know that for a fact. (laughs) It was not doing good. He's probably dead in a ditch somewhere in West Virginia. Uh, the next type of one is a gluon. No, he's not dead in a ditch because Jay got his body and <laughs> took it to the Smithsonian. That's where it's at. Look the way he's yeah. smiling. Well, his clone oh, smiling. Yeah. He no, knows. No, I, I mean, I have my own. Th- I mean, our friends in Hollywood, I think, give us a little bit of soft disclosure. Kind of describing. <laughs> if you say soft disclosure one more time this week. I'll hit you. Soft disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the movie, uh, Howard the Duck. And Joel, oh, you have super influenced me because now when I see them saying door, I'm like, it's not a door. It's a portal. It's, portal. it's a yeah. portal. Wait, how do you say door in Spanish? <laughs> El Portel. Ooh. Uh, and, and the, ra- Ooh, the rabbit hole goes got deeper. Him. But that's a, I'm trying to three words. I learned uh, two years of Spanish in college. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you guys have seen Stranger Things, right? Well, I thought you were going to talk about Howard the Duck. Oh, and yeah. Howard the Duck. You know, like, they're scientists. They're shoot, yeah. shooting this big beam into this into space, and they bring back a dark overlord from another dimension. He didn't, He was yes. surprised, too. And then what's he do? He comes here and takes over, you know, like a demon taking over a body, 
to bring more of his friends here to take over this realm. <laughs> so, I mean, is that what they're doing there? Uh, well, I, that's Men in Black. I'm soft disclosure. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of Hollywood and soft disclosure, we're talking about portals. Have you heard all the stuff about all the people in Hollywood that have all these submarine licenses, that have all these submarines? Yeah, man. So, like, you know... Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell had disappeared for like almost a year before they brought her in for you know everything that she's in for now she they couldn't find her for like a year and she had a submarine license and they think she was just on the submarine somewhere but a lot of this stuff ties into these underwater portals and I think a lot of these elites and these Hollywood elites have access well obviously you got to be at a certain level but yeah I think there I think there's some sort of connection there with this Hollywood or elite thing and underwater portals because oddly enough like James Cameron he's got a He's got a submarine license as well, and it, it, it what it took him ten years to put out the new Avatar because he didn't quote unquote have the technology. I'm like, what kind of technology was he going down underwater and getting? <laughs> this whole it all movies about being underwater. Huh. <laughs> have you guys seen that new Avatar? Not yet. I have not, but I've seen clips I with the it. creatures. I mean, I wonder if that's what he was going down there in the submarine mm. and catching them. Mm. They're real. The sea monsters are yeah. real. I agree. Mm. I didn't know about this. Sentence. And and that's what I feel like a lot they show in that. Like it almost cuz they don't really disclose but like you know how they get like they kind of like you know in the first one and this one same thing like it's almost like we're going into another dimension of these other beings and they're just like you know <laughs> of course everybody thinks it's like it- supposedly like natives and you know what I mean that's what they're depicting but I saw it differently. I saw it more like hey they went somewhere else. It's a documentary. Whether you think it's space travel I Yes, <laughs> that's what I think more. And now that you brought up the submarines, I didn't think about that, Joel. That's a good point. There's a lot of people with those. And you would think that's very hard to get because it's really hard to get a helicopter license. And how do you just get a submarine? I didn't even know there a was military. a submarine license. <laughs> yes, hmm. you can get it. And she, uh, uh, Ghislaine has one. And I'm going to say Ghislaine because everybody was like making a big deal that I said it wrong. It's not Jizz Lane. Oh, I thought it was Jizz Lane because she's like it, uh, Epstein apparently Island. Apparently it's so. not. I got crucified <laughs> online for it. Yes. Like destroyed for it. Well, Juan and I both did because we did that reel together and we both said it and everybody was like spelling it like J-I-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z and then Lane. They were like, get it right. And I'm like, Good lord! Like, who cares? Yeah, but they'll crucify you for anything, man. You'll put like facts up there, and they'll still like it'll be the simplest thing, man. He, the, it's crazy how people are crazy. They're all. That's what got him. Well, don't let me, because I can't pronounce anything. So I'll... <laughs> they're just bot accounts defending Ghislaine Maxwell. That's all it is. Oh, you would know that they're bot accounts, yeah. wouldn't you, Jay? Yeah. Clone yeah. Jay. <laughs> I think Jay's giving us some soft disclosure. I'm here to leak information. I'm going to get you a t shirt that says I'm the That's soft exactly disclosure. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> hey, Jay's clone, how's Jay doing right now with all those bones yeah. back there at the Smithsonian? He's still alive, <laughs> still breathing. 
<laughs> still alive. <laughs> Jace fan club's gonna like murder us in our beds oh, no, after the show. They're gonna be like, "You don't make fun of our guy." No, they love it. They, they're the one making memes and put them on the Facebook page. <laughs> oh, oh man! Shout out to Jace fan club. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> but with all the portals and stuff like that, it got me thinking a lot how you talk, which you've said a lot. You wouldn't necessarily say this a lot, Joel, about CERN necessarily. But when you talk about like ancient technologies and that you've always said that you believe that, hey, they were building something which you thought was always like a portal, right? Like, you know, mm. the Tower of Babel and things like that. Yep. And it got me to get to the uh, the scripture verse, Genesis twenty eight twelve. Of Jacob's ladder, right? He had a dream, and behold, a ladder was set on the earth with its top reaching to heaven, and behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. To me, that that verse really connects so well with CERN, because I think that's what they're doing. I think, in my opinion, that it's all about portals and Stargate. It's not faking gay. It's real. <laughs> they're really having portals. And now we got to figure out what is coming out of those portals. Like, what is the necessity of the portals? Because it's not that they're trying to figure out how to open a portal or maybe open another portal. I believe that they've already opened portals. Mm -hmm. And now I think they're trying to figure out how to send things there and how to send things back. Because when that Dr. Sergio, that quote from the register was like from 2009 or something like that. So this is not like super recent. So they were already there, you know. By the time that we hear about it, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, it just happened like they're already like 10 steps ahead of us, right? Like when they're doing these things. And I really believe that these portals and cryptids go hand in hand. 100%. Mm -hmm. So I think they were opening these. Well, I think both B and J think that they were opening these in the 50s and the 60s. Uh, specifically, going in with the Mothman case, because we did so much on that, looking into it. There was the TNT plant, which was already a government base, had for some reason like three times the personnel. It was right on the river. And it has signs of having its own power plant underneath the base. Uh, literally, there was three times the amount of trucks going in to the base every day than there should have been. It made no sense. It was crazy. Around the time of the Mothman sightings, the Mothman was not the most exciting thing happening. Uh, they were UFOs sighted daily. And when I mean daily, one lady had one on top of her house. She walked like 30 feet above in town, in point, downtown Point Pleasant, Watched it for 15 minutes. Like, okay, I'm bored. I'm going back in the house. Poltergeist activity. Every person in that county had poltergeist activity for those years. Stuff flying off the shelf. Men black were everywhere. Other strange creatures. It was crazy. So what I personally think was happening is that they were playing with this portal technology, this doorway technology. And at that point, I really they had, in my personal least, no control over it. They could open it and maybe close it. But when you did that, I think it was an equal exchange of matter. Stuff poured out from our world into theirs, and their stuff poured into ours, like the Mothman. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the stories we did to the Mothman, mm -hmm. it was either an animal or just a lost thing, where it just didn't want to be there. It wasn't nefarious. It just was lost and cold, and that's really a lot of the stuff. And if you look around Chicago having its weird stuff, Mothman, Chernobyl, Mothman, I kind of wonder, we, we say interdimensional raccoons, that wherever they're from, they may just be common. They may be the pigeons. And when we start messing with these portals, they're one of the first things that get sucked over here. So mm. what do you think about that, Jay? I mean, I, I, we discussed that on our Mothman episode that 
it's very well possible. Or even if there are like explorers from that realm that you know that get sucked through here to explore this realm or something, maybe that's what's going on. But it's hard to say. But there was definitely evidence of some kind of power plant or some government experimenting going on underneath Point Pleasant at that time. And they could have just used the Mothman as like their cover story to hide the real things that were going on. Right. Yeah, I think I'm going to go a step further uh, with CERN because I think the portaling technology has been around for a long time. Now, I do agree with Justin in that they're start, they've definitely gotten a grasp on it more so. But I think you're talking ancient technology. They had a, a, a very good grasp on it. And if you want to talk about the Tower of Babel and like Nimrod, when we're talking about what I think they're doing at CERN, I don't think it's about getting to these other dimensions. I think they can do that already. I think I think we, we're in contact with beings that whatever you want to call them, aliens, fallen angels, whatever route you want to go down, um, we've been in contact with, with these beings that we can get across uh, this other plane, right? But that's not the ultimate goal. Nimrod's ultimate goal with the Tower of Babel was to get into quote-unquote heaven, like the God Sphere. So to me, I think that whether it's CERN or another Hadrian Collider that we don't know about, but for all intents and purposes, because there's a lot of occult stuff going on around CERN, and especially with them, you know, shorting it down the God particle and some of these things. Let's just say that that is part of them trying to tap into uh, a heavenly place, because that was kind of Nimrod's whole thing. He had this belief in the Nephilim, right? Some people thought he was a Nephilim. He wasn't a Nephilim. He, he never was. He, he was like a Nephilim fanboy, right? Like, he loved Nephilim. He wished he was one. But he was a very powerful man, and he interacted with a lot of those Raphaim, which a lot of people call the, the Nephilim after the flood. And the Raphaim, with rituals and technology could move in and out of portals at will through all uh, through over the earth they used it as like not necessarily portals to get to another dimension but portals to move quickly across the earth so you got to think about that too there's some of that aspect of it as well but i think with cern i think they are trying to tap into this level of becoming Godlike, and I think part of becoming godlike is to get into God's sphere. Uh, and I'm going to go deeper later on in this conversation of what I think about becoming godlike, godlike is, and with CERN and particles. But for now, where we're going with the portaling part and the tie to what Sean said with the Tower of Babel, I think they are trying to recreate a Tower of Babel again. And I know a lot of people think Tower of Babel was a tower. It could, it probably was up high, but it was technology that they were trying to tap into some sort of like portal to get into another dimension so i think that's what their ultimate goal is in the in the long run they have several goals and i know we're all going to explore a lot of the different goals they have but i do think that's a lot of what they're trying to do um with cern and some of these other hadron clatters because there's, there's more than just cern but cern is the biggest one that we know of mm-hmm. yeah why do they have that statue of shiva like the goddess, the the destroyer, right? The 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 god, the Hindu goddess. That's the a destroyer, right? Destroyer, and they they really like if you're supposedly only about you know a 
atoms and why isn't there a big statue of an atom or some kind of particle like no it's this god of shiva and they have these weird like explanations well you know it's kind of like because they gave it to us because in india they really like science and science is cool and they like science so they just gave us a statue and it really is weird to me but they also um have this other part of cern where it's called there's this specific section of a lab where it's called the um apollyon which he is a genius polyon it's a lab and he is the angel of the pit and that comes from revelations 9-11 you know what i'm saying so why do they tye in these religious aspects or um ho- like joe was saying like holy or he- like it almost is like they're telling you without specifically going out and just saying it but you can see these subtle signs you know it's like when someone's lying to you you can tell when they're trying to get you away from that but you see it's right in front of your face well, I'm going to go a bit deeper, and and, and Sean went down that road because that was some of the notes that I had, too. Part of the Hadra Collider is in a part of a city called uh, Change Poly, and Poly in Latin is Apollyacum, which is from Apollo. So they say that in that specific part of the city, there was the temple of Apollo, the Roman Temple of Apollo was like right there in that mm-hmm. piece of the city. So why would they build this Hadra Collider and do all of these rituals that we've actually seen them do? And you can pull this up on YouTube. You can see all the hooded weird stuff that they've done out there. This has all happened in that sphere. And to Sean's point with Revelation, because there's some really good stuff there. Uh in Revelation 9 and, and even in verse 1 and 2 to him was given the key of the bottomless pit and he opened the bottomless pit and they had a kind over them which is the angel of the bottomless pit whose name in Hebrew tongue is Abaddon but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon back to what you just said Sean so yeah they, they, they definitely have a certain agenda that's there you it's don't very accidentally easy to get see. that name you don't accidentally get that name. Right. You don't just go, I would have never heard of that name until we were looking into this stuff. You know what I mean? It's not like you go, you know what, man? You know what's a good <laughs> name for a, a, a laboratory? Yeah, for, for Sean, something just kind of freaked me out a little bit. Uh, so Shiva the, is called the Destroyer. What was the other one you were talking about? The second one, that lab inside? Apollyon. Which is called the what? Or he's the cardinal of the... Angel of the Pit. So, you know what's a really crazy thing? is that most physicists that are against CERN in the Big Hydrogen Collider are terrified of the black hole option. Black holes are called both mm. those things. Uh, mm. And that would be, well, if you go to like the destruction of the human world and stuff like that, they're actually, that's what scares me, they're actually trying to bring upon it. Both of those, the destroyers are what black holes are called and the pit are what black holes are called. So that just freaked me out a little bit because mm. I never heard that side of it. I've only heard it from looking into black holes and stuff like that. But if you, it just, I don't know. I just had to make that comment because it was like. That's actually really, yeah, I kind of like, I never really put those together. But now that you just said that, that's actually makes a lot of sense. Because, yeah, when you talk about black holes, even in sci-fi movies, it, it, it's the destroyer, right? It's the, the planet killer, the thing that sucks everything into it. So that's a pretty interesting angle. Hey, I got another one for you. So. If you go back to Genesis, and we're going to bring in the book of Enoch here, when you look at the fallen angels that were having sex with the human women to create the Nephilim, they were thrown into the abyss, the bottomless pit, 
which in Revelation, it talks about they will be released to harass everybody during this time of unrest and this uh, push towards Armageddon. So I've heard some theories where people think that they're trying to open that portal up at CERN that's the bottomless pit that they want to open up to release the original fallen ones the first like batch like the original like generals like these are the ones like on Mount Hermon that were like having sex with all these females and created the first generation of Nephilim so that even ties into cryptids Nephilim all of this it all goes around full circle but when you said bottomless pit it really made me think about that and I've heard some theories from some other guys that say that that could be their main agenda there is to open that up to release those entities. So that's crazy. Do you guys ever now, Jay, did you have something to say before I, cause this is a side tangent. Well, uh, and along with that, I remember when uh, CERN first started operating and opening, I, I was younger. I can't remember how old, but I remember that hair. Yeah, back then, so a while ago. (laughs) Um, They said it was built, I remember reading this somewhere, it was built over a portal like to hell. Oh, good. Right, and that's like they specifically chose this kind of random area right on the border of France and Switzerland. But um, Mm. So I I tried Googling that, you know, just to see if anything pops up. And and the first thing that pops up is uh, a USA Today fact check article and says CERN is not built over a portal to hell. The claim is false. So there you go, guys. We're, we're fine. It's safe. They, they fact checked it. We're, <laughs> we are good. We're fine. Oh, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Let's, let's just end the yeah. episode, man. The fact checkers got my it. My heart was beating. And I was, <laughs> I was nervous. Yeah. So we're fine. Now, <laughs> have you guys ever watched uh, or seen any episodes of Doctor Who? No, but yes. my mom loves Doctor Who. I've never actually seen an episode, but that's like her favorite show, one of her favorite so shows. So during the t- David Tennant days, uh, I think he was 10, t- the 10th Doctor, uh, literally Satan was locked in a black hole. Like the literal biblical mm. Satan was in an episode that was locked in a black hole because it was the only prison he couldn't escape until they accidentally let him out. Hmm. Mm. Well, think about like the Clash of the Titans or any of the Hercules movies or any of the ancient Greek. And there's so many, uh, this soft disclosure. Sorry, now I'm going to have to say that forever because Jay got said in my uh, (laughs) uh, vocabulary now. But I think he's right. I think there's more than just not even just the, you know, a lot of people see, like you said, like men in black, but I think there's been this disclosure throughout time, like not just with movies, like plays and, Mm -hmm. and, and, and books and different mythologies. That all talk about something being trapped in uh some place, some the most evilest being, or you know what I mean, the 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 original evil, and somebody is always trying to let them mm-hmm. out. <laughs> and Justin and I have talked. Yeah, and they always talk about Nephilim and giants too. Always, always. every single one of them. <laughs> Justin and I. It never fails. You look at any true. mythology. <laughs> it did never fail, and it's all tied together with these portals and all tied together with these bottomless pits. It's all together every time. <laughs> Me, we've had this conversation where, uh, it, you know, exposing these things in ways. It's kind of like their way of telling you. Uh, to burn off their own karma so they oh, don't yeah. have it. So 
so they don't have a comeback thrown back mm. in their face. So they are revealing these things in ways that make you not think about it, but it is in your subconscious. You are aware of it. And I don't, maybe it's just, you know, the loop of time. They've tried this time and time again, and this is, you know, they're getting a lot better at it every single time. So maybe this is just their way of exposing it to us without it being a thought in our minds. Cause you know, if we knew that's exactly what was going on. I think a lot of people would be making a little bit more of a stink about CERN and what's going on with all these hydron colliders, especially where they're located and what exactly they are doing there. I agree. Well, I think makes you think of Jimmy Woo. Ooh. Makes you think of Jimmy Woo. Poor Jimmy Lead Woo. Jimmy out of this. Running into all, <laughs> all of those. All those vans and all those guys coming yeah. out with guns <laughs> on them. He was just trying to check the fish. That was my That's story. All he wanted to do. <laughs> that one was my story. I can share that one. I didn't sign anything for that one. No, that was yeah. So everybody at home, you may not have heard. I've accidentally been really close to a hydron collider, closer than probably anybody publicly has been. I'm going to say I don't know, fifty yards or so. Thought it was an oil pipe, but yeah, I mean, we've shared that. Whatever mm. happened to Jimmy Woo? He's, he's dead. So good, I'm or, sure he's yeah. dead. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he shot himself in the back of the head twice. Shot himself in the back of the head twice. No, his bones are in the Smithsonian <laughs> with Jay. <laughs> Jimmy Woo. <laughs> Well, we love you, we love you. But it Jimmy is a- such a sweet man too. You know what I mean? Like, and he just continually gets in the worst trouble all the time. He's just trying to live his life, and he just keeps running into everything the government's trying to hide. Gosh, Chicago's a scary place. People, <laughs> go back. Well, look at Lori Lightfoot. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> That must be a cryptid from she, the uh, CERN yeah, portal. Yeah, she came out of a hydron collider. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, there you go. There, that good theory there. Yeah, there you go. They, they keep cloning her. You heard it here they first. They keep cloning her and cloning her, so she's a clone of a clone, and it, that's why she looks the way she looks now. Just keeps getting different. <laughs> a dream chrome can only do so much. Like look at Nancy Pelosi. They can only do so much. Uh, But before we move on to some deeper stuff, I did want to say that it really seems like the Higgs field and everything like that is the same. It's just the scientific word for the veil. And I wanted to make that point for everybody at home that's listening that just like they just use big words. They just use different words to describe the same type of phenomena that everybody else is describing where this this sheet that I do believe is real, but I believe both sides kind of got a part of the puzzle right. To where it's this 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 thing that separates but holds everything together. And you can walk through, you can pass through it, you can open doors or whatever. But I just wanted to, to say that because science, I feel like the paranormal field and then science kind of don't really get along because they don't think they get, they mesh, but they're using the same they're using the same definitions with different terms. I just wanted to say that. What do you got, Jay? Um just with the Higgs field, what you're kind of describing reminds me of like Tesla talked about, you know, how everything is vibration and energy, but he always talked about the ether field. Yeah. And then kind of like this Higgs field is kind of the particle physics way of them trying to describe the ether. But at the same time, they always discount the ether or try to like mm-hmm. push it to the side. Like it's not a real thing. So it's almost like in my mind, they're, they're creating this Higgs field as kind of like the, the cover front. Like this is, this stuff is real, but this is science. Yeah, this is science without without admitting, you know, 
people to get into the thought of exploring the ether and like that realm of science that, you know, really isn't put down on paper or put into the scientific, you know, notes that people use. I 100% think you're right. Jay, but don't you think... Don't you think some in some in some way what they do is and they're super backhanded with how they do it. But it's like instead of saying that this is a supernatural mm-hmm. thing, right? They want to create this scientific mm-hmm. name for it to dumb it down and honestly just take away any thought of there being any kind of god, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what they want to be able to do. But the best part is while they're doing that, on the back end, they got all these gods and stuff that they're worshiping and they're trying to break into this world. I'm like this is ridiculous. Like it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It's like this weird sleight of hand where they're like trying to cover it up with science, but then they do all these rituals at the same time where you're like, "Why are all these scientists in hoods and making all, all these chants down into the towards some pit?" <laughs> I'll tell you this. No, that's a great point because the when you talk about the occultic ceremonies and how it all started, like their opening ceremony, man, they had like zombies and miners and fallen angels and a dancing Baphomet. And in the beginning, when they started all, they were saying, calling all the to unite all religions of the world. So they're trying to me. I think you make a good point a lot, Joel, about that is they're trying to take away God to give you a new God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the actual god they're like hey no 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 that doesn't exist oh but look at this god this is important one and it's always these demonic or destroyers or something very nefarious that's like well man i don't know like the shiva like it that like really rubs me the wrong way and that whole if you anybody hasn't seen it i'll post it on the kill the mockingbirds telegram which we are back on i got i got locked out for a while but we're back <laughs> um i'm gonna post it on there if you haven't seen it the ceremony there's no way I don't care. Like, you know me, Joel, I try my best to try to stay logical on situations. Not, You know, I try to, like, find... There's no way you can't see that that's not a cultic ritual, man. There's no there's no way you can describe it and be like, oh, well, actually, it's this. Dude, that is 100%. You don't have just some angel dangling, some guy and some angel wings dangling down talking about fallen angels. It's obvious that means fallen angels. You don't got to have a guy dressed in a Baphomet suit. So... And when they're talking about uniting all religions, to me, it's making me think more and more that we have these kind of conversations that you're right. That they're, uh, w- w- let's take the word religion out of it, but they're just trying to replace God with this mm. false equivalency. Yeah, I, I get behind that. What'd uh, you look up? Um, have you guys ever seen the cover of that Newsweek magazine where Obama's on the front and it's him doing these exact Shiva pose? as the statue in front of CERN, and it says the title of the magazine, yes. God of All Things. I have seen that, yes. I just thought yes. that was kind of weird, like that, you know, they still use, just kind of like what we're talking about, they use these, you know, godlike references for, you know, people that we're supposed to look up to or, you know, worship that they put on front of these magazines to make you feel like they're, you know, good people. And the, and the right. title says God of all God, things. Yes, exactly. And Sean, you're wrong. I just read the CERN's website about what this Shiva statue represents. <laughs> it motivates the universe. Mm. <laughs> but no, I typed in, if you just type in statue in front. Motivates it to die. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's what you're I'm going to stab Jay. It's, I'm motivating him. Yeah. <laughs> but if you just type in statue in F, 
like spelling out the word front, it comes front of CERN. Like mm-hmm. it auto finishes to that. So a lot of people are, at least some group of people is curious about what it is. But I'm looking at it is a really weird statue, but like they, the, the little thing they give about it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's only three paragraphs long, but it's weird. But they say, yeah, it represents the movements and the motivations behind the universe. So says Carl Sagan. They drag him into this. You got to say it like Carl Sagan, though. <laughs> I can't talk like Carl Sagan. Okay. We we tried accents, remember? <laughs> I had true. I'm not going to try it either. But no, I just thought that was funny. That hey, I thought that was Billy Bob and Jim Bob. That wasn't you guys. <laughs> what are you talking about? We tried it on our show doing an Australian accent. Yeah. Put another shrimp on a bobby. Japanese. Right, for yeah, I think really it's hilarious. Either, so. I thought. I thought that was Frank and and, and Johnny. <laughs> no, that, it wasn't you guys. They they did. So it was you guys? Accent. See, here we go. Of oh, just. Always like trying to like psyop us smoking around here. Smoking mirrors. <laughs> no, I just thought that was funny. Now that's weird of how much symbolism is in that. And then I don't remember if we already said this during the recording or we said it before. The certain logo, I think Jay said it looks like three sixes. Yeah, I mean it like it is mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's three spinning sixes. It doesn't look like three sixes. It is it is three spinning sixes. Absolutely. And I'm probably the least occult believer in this group. And I still see that there's three sixes that are, that is the CERN logo. But it it just seems like, or not seems like, we know, like, they speak through symbols. And, you know, symbolism is a huge part to occult, you know, Mm -hmm. the way they communicate. A lot of it's, and it's gone that way. Science. Science, Jay, is a cult. When you really think about it, now I know, I know, Justin's over there, like I don't want to hear this, I but don't. we're gonna do yeah. it anyway. With but, you. but check this out. So, think about it. Fahrenheit set up in a way that the average body temperature is sixty six point six degrees above freezing. The tilt of the Earth is sixty six point six degrees from the horizontal, mm. while the drop. Per mile, the Earth is 0.666 foot. Carbon, the stuff life is made of, is six neutrons, six protons, and six electrons. Well, they didn't. They didn't do when that the one. Speed of the Earth. <laughs> what? They, they didn't make that one. That's just how it is. Did really? Is it? Mm. I, I've seen carbon with my own eyes. I'm looking at it right now. I can see it on Jay. Mm. No, no. There is a lot of occult, especially intertwined with science. Uh, it's more blatantly obvious, I think, the little bit further back you go, because those guys would be like, yeah, I'm a part of this club, and I'm the leading scientist in radiation right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think what the one, the really famous one Edison was in. You guys, do you know? He, he's oh man, I do know, I know, but I cannot remember the name of it. Yes, but and then uh, I don't. I just think you're derailing Joel with your science occult uh, club. You know all this stuff. <laughs> Isn't that what he was just saying? <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I was agreeing that there is a lot of occult things intertwined with science that I think a lot of people in modern day don't realize. Uh, pretty much all of your big boys of the earlier fields of most modern scientists or most modern science have some kind of occult or quote-unquote club associated with them. Uh, it was because mm-hmm. I mean, they were part of the elite, especially early on. What I mean early on, you know, three, four, five hundred years ago till, you know, 50 years ago, scientists were looked at as like higher up individuals. 
now, you know, people really don't care about them publicly, but they were part of the upper class. So they were in these privy to these extra knowledges and stuff. All I'm saying is I, I don't necessarily disagree with you, Joel. Yeah, That's no, his, I know. I'm always joking with I you know. anyway. I know you think like I do. Like we we have conversations off record all the time, so I I totally understand that. Look at Jay smiling over there too. Jay is having a blast right now. He's like, ah, my people. <laughs> it, it says that Thomas Edison was in a secret society called Plus Ultra. Yeah. I've never. Mm, it's a weird one. Plus ultra. It's a weird one. <gasps> whoa, whoa. Okay, hold on a second. Okay, you said plus ultra. So crazier. So I'm a big anime fan, right? Big anime fan, and I watch My Hero Academia. And plus ultra is when they go when he goes to that next level when he goes to plus ultra. So, uh, I, man, everything self disclosure. Here we go again. All right, I'm heading out for the day. Have a good night, guys. <laughs> it says Jules Vernon, Thomas Edison, and Nikola Tesla are the founding members. Oh, mm. I don't know if I could get behind that because Edison and Tesla absolutely despised each other for good reason. For a really yeah, good one point, reason. Though- <clears throat> Well, Thomas Edison was also gay with Henry uh, Ford, just so everybody knows. I won't disagree with that. Mm. (laughs) They were super. But no, I. But who knows, like, the dynamic with Edison and Tesla. Maybe there was a point. I mean, we know history to what we are told. Maybe they were meant to be. Or maybe. Maybe they were designed to be these polar opposites of, like, we see in politics today or we see in movies. Mm. Like, you got to have the good guy and the bad guy. Or maybe they really worked on each other and... I mean, they did work together for a while. Or right? maybe it, they did. it was trying to sully the good name of Tom, or not Thomas Edison, the good name of Nikola Tesla, mudding it through history, sure. saying, "No, oh, he helped us form this club." Oh, yeah, because mm-hmm. he died. Of death. How about they literally in Disney's Tomorrowland Origins of Plus Ultra? They actually show Jules Verne, Thomas Edison, Nikola Tesla, and some of them all together. Oh wow! In this secret society. Hmm. We should do an episode on Nikola Tesla's death weapon. Hmm. Oh, we got it. Yeah. So I wonder, but here's another, here's another thing you can think about too, right? It's not that far of a stretch to think that they could have been in the same secret society. No, they definitely could have, especially early on. And not, and not get along because just because you're in like, you're still rivals, right? right? You're just, you're just part of this elite club. Doesn't mean that you really like care for each other that much. You're just, you're just immune to everybody else. Mm -hmm. Like, like you're past that barrier point and now the real games begin. Mm -hmm. Now the real chess matches begin. Hmm. And what what is that Avengers Ultron? No, it's, it's not Ultra, huh? Ultron. Ultron. Yeah, that's right. Okay, my bad. MK Ultron. Yeah, it's it's that AI. Uh, that's. I like that. What are you? What are you guys' thoughts though on the whole? Do you guys think you know everybody talks about CERN? The main thing, and I this is just my little. A conspiracy about it. They always talk about this Mandela effect, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe the Mandela effect talking about it is just another way of covering their tracks, right? Because it's become a joke. It's become into sure. pop culture where you see all kinds of people talking about it. You see huge elitists talking about it, joking about it, poking fun at it. 
Even though that, like, they'll be like, it's fake, and they'll be like, oh, I forgot that because it was a Mandela effect or whatever. I really believe, like, all these little fake stories, you know, the Sinbad. Sinbad was a genie. I, I, I don't know if that's though. real true. I think a lot of that. Do you really remember I it? I swear that Shazam. No, my gosh, no, I can't say it. Shazam was real. Well, there was a movie called Kazam. It was Shaq. I have it on VHS tape. It doesn't exist. Kazam, which is Shaq. Yeah, I have that movie on tape. I can bring it out and show it to I you. I swear. And it, even it, freaking Sinbad said it was real. He did that fake trailer. Anyways, no. No, I do think, and I wonder if the, if it is real, like you're saying, they're using to cover the tracks. Uh, but if it, if these things are causing ripples in whatever you want to call it, the time-space continuum or whatever, and those are just the little ones we get to notice. We don't really get to see the, the effects of the big events that may be manipulated, but the little things are what we can wrinkle out, like the Berenstein bears, the Berenstein bears. They're just leftovers or residue from like actual timeline manipulation. If these things may be not going to other worlds, but they may also be going backwards and forwards in time, using the fourth and fifth dimension to actually move around. So I could definitely get behind that. Hey, what do you think about this? So I was doing some reading about this, and you know when CERN uh, was really cranking up in 2012, um, and you know everybody thought the world was going to end. In 2012, you know, the Mayan calendar and all that. So there's some theories rolling around that the Earth did end in 2012 that we just shifted into a parallel universe. And we're living right now in a parallel universe because all this weird stuff's really kicked kicked up a notch since 2012 like everything's been going haywire like every year progressively since especially when it go, comes down to the paranormal when it comes to uh just the high strangeness just the awareness of the high strangeness has been a whole different level i don't know it was super it was super crazy i was going out that rabbit hole for a little bit i was like yeah it's interesting no it really is and then you could even think in our own lives you know like i'm i don't know speak for everybody here but i'm pretty sure that and it's not just a veil thing. It's like there's these weird thoughts like where you're like, man, things seem strange. Like, you know, you, you'll see things that just don't seem always real. Like I, I, I have read and, you know, kind of dive down that rabbit hole. It does really kind of pull on that string of like, man, that's very possible. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, didn't, I never thought about the whole planet jumping into another timeline. That would be that'd be pretty. I, it's everything's possible. What, how do you say it, Jay? Anything's possible. Anything's possible. But that would be really neat to, or a neat reason why such a big hydron collider was needed, needed constructed. When we know little ones suffice for most studies, quote unquote, most studies that they're saying they're doing with them, the little ones are fine. Uh, why do we need one that's gigantic? I should have pulled it up. I'm, anybody know off the top of their head how big the diameter of the one, the, uh, the big one? I know the little ones are like a mile or two in diameter. And that's Was still big. 20, I know I know it's 27 kilometers, like, as far as being, like... Wide or long? Total. So, let's see. Long. I think it's 27 kilometers. Everybody's, everybody's looking yeah. at the phones, trying uh, to search. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, if they needed, needed little ones, they were practicing to see if they could actually jump timelines or jump parallel universes. It says 16.6 miles. Diameter? Mm. Oh, here we go with the 6.6 six yeah. again. I don't know what you're talking about. Didn't hear any. <laughs> uh, 
But no, why do you <laughs> it need It has a circumference of over 62 miles. 62 miles circumference, 16 mile wow. diameter. Hmm. So it's almost a perfect circle. But it's just crazy to me. Maybe that is. Maybe that's why they needed such a big one, is to literally move the entire planet without people noticing. And you lose or gain some weird odds and ends when you do these shifts. Hmm. And like the Berenstein Bears, Berenstein Bears. Have you? So th- I really think I remember Shazam, but who knows? That could be just me imagining it from like. But do you guys know of anybody that's actually a, I, I, that has one of those? No, but uh, I I don't really. Um, the Mandela effect to me, I kind of give a lot of pushback, like that whole Bernstein, Bernstein Bears, because there is where they said that there was a misprint, right? And that's really believable because there's a lot of misprints when yeah. you're making books. I don't remember the Shazam movie at all. I remember the Kazam with Shaquille O'Neal. Um, and I watched a lot of movies, man. I watched a lot of Sinbad movies, actually, too. So I think that I would really uh, remember that. But I, not that it's not possible, because also maybe that it sh- if reality shifted, maybe that I'm not able to remember it, right? And plus, there's only so many thoughts that we can have. You know, it's called uh, the scientists, I think they call it the Kelly Bundy syndrome, <laughs> where you get one idea. And then the other idea leaves your brain. <laughs> and interesting enough, they said the Large Hydrogen Collider's concept was interest, uh, introduced in what year? 1984. That's kind of mm. eerie-ish. Orwell. Huh? Orwellian. Yep. A little Orwellian-ish. <laughs> well, think about it. When did all the cryptids and stuff start calming down here in the U.S.? Calming down? Yeah, right at the end of the 70s, beginning of the 80s. When they were probably stopping with the experiments of the normal door technology. Because, mm. like, we talked about, especially in West Virginia, Ohio, a lot of the really weird, weird cryptids, I mean, non biologically sound cryptids. Like Snallygaster. Yeah. And, yeah. They were, you know, they kind of stopped in the late 70s, early 80s, uh, where I think a lot of those. So, going back to that part of it, I think a lot of these weird cryptids that don't fit into our biological tree, like Bigfoot, whether you think it's interdimensional or not, you can fit a big ape into our tree. Like, but the yes, Snallygaster yes. was a giant one-eyed flying salamander-like creature with tentacles coming out of its face. Uh, the West Virginia Veggie Man, like, literally talked to somebody, drank his blood, and left. And the guy went to the hospital. He had proof that, like, something grabbed him and punctured into his neck. Uh, so you have all these weird, sometimes very intelligent, yeah. one-off creatures. Uh, the Milford Shrooms. That's a real quick one that it kind of... And I'm sure you guys have heard it with the portals or doors opening maybe more naturally, but you hear, they almost describe metal, like metal opening and closing. Yeah. Uh, so this couple like heard this and this parade of giant fuzzy peanuts started and they were about two inches and they're flipping over, flipping over. They progressively got bigger and bigger until they were like six foot tall, flipping over end on end, going into a portal until it shut and they disappeared. So is that just that part mm. of space being distorted? Where two worlds were kind of interacting, where these creatures that don't make any biological sense, were, but they didn't really react with the car either. So they may not be able to see us when they're here sometimes, but like the really weird ones, like there's some real big freaks, but the veggie man, the snail gaster are good examples mm-hmm. of non-biologically sound uh, creatures that don't really show, well, the veggie man shows intelligence, but then you have the whole dog man angle and they seem to be intelligent Really, really grumpy, but disappearing, reappearing, using portals. Bigfoot said to use portals. And whether the Higgs boson could be the key for you could, I'm sure there's some biological creatures that could produce one through a biological mean 
like not be intelligent. Just be like, that's their skunk spray. Like I can hop in and out of a door real quick to get away from a predator or whatever. Mm. But I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Well, can it also like, could these uh, beings or creatures, whatever we want to call them, could they also maybe look different? And then through this shift, like kind of like mash them together. You know mm, what I mean? Sure. Like they've been mashed together that that's not their actual natural presence, how mm. they would look if they were where they're originally from their, their original universe or any, uh, these different things like that. So yeah, Heidi, our friend, what about this though? Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I was just going to jump on top of what Sean said and then kick it back to you. Uh, part of that too could be, uh, whatever their gravity or density is in the place that they're at. Uh, when they get here, their body's going to change to that, or and it's going to move different. It's going to operate differently sure. here in this sphere than over there. We have a lot of cryptids that sound even just like they're they're in distress as they're trying to move through our environment. Mm. They don't want like the Mothman didn't want to be here. That's the best example. The Milford shrooms seem to like have to actually force their bodies to move unnaturally to get like to get locomotion. There's plenty of cryptids that don't seem to fit. Like they don't, they don't seem comfortable here. Our friend Heidi, her dogman story, literally, it seemed like a two D creature that was kind of phasing in and out towards them until it became a dogman. It was like flat, and have you guys ever seen a really bad like as a video game's rendering, and the the characters yeah. will start getting very mm. cuboidal. So that's how she was describing yeah. this creature until it finally started getting more solid. So there could be that whole mm. part of it that we're just seeing pieces of them. That aren't fully like they're not fully here yet, uh, but their biology could be. Uh, we talked. We were who were. I was just talking with Juan on it the other night about alien biology. And this would be the true alien. You know, if they're from an extra dimension or an inter, a different dimension, they are alien to us. And they, if they do have biology, right. they would be such. It would be so hard to even. You cannot imagine the shapes and the sizes life can take. Sure, maybe there could be a thirty-foot giant pterodactyl, slimy yellow creature with tentacles and one eye, like. But that doesn't make sense here. But yet, it's still able to fly. It liked moonshine, and the president was going to fight it. Mm. That all happened. But yeah, so mm. they could look really weird here. And like Joel was saying, the gravity or pressure could be very big factors on how they would move comfortably. I mean, just looking from our animals, right. when you take them out of their environments. They don't do good. They struggle. And that's would explain why some of these cryptids are very aggressive. Uh, if you take an animal out of its natural yeah. habitat, the first thing it's going to do is be aggressive slash defensive. Because it's already not comfortable. Mm. And now there's new... They've never... You know, as far as we know, they've never seen a human before. They don't know anything about nice. us. We could be super predators, which we kind of <laughs> are. But, you know, so they it's better for a creature. And this is not for an intelligent thing. Or a highly intelligent thing. But it's better for a creature to just lash out and attack and scare off whatever's coming at it then let it get close right no i totally agree i th i think that's what i was gonna say too that's why i feel like maybe these dogman sightings they're so aggressive because you don't know you feel like when you uh, corner an animal and like you said you don't know what they're gonna do just like we're scared of them they may be more scared of we don't know their thought process of how they actually are seeing us or how uh, we're approaching them, we can be a threat to them as well. Especially coming from, even if you just look at humans, like when we don't have the same, um, you know, don't speak the same language, right? You come to a, you come from another country 
and you don't speak the language, things can, some languages sound aggressive, right? Like they may be just saying, hey, how's it going? You need any help? But the language may feel aggressive towards you. So you think, hey, man, these guys are trying to kill me. So you're going to, in turn, be defensive. Yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> they don't make it an alien. Like a German talking to you. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Imagine if you just got, if you don't speak any German or German, you got dropped in a German town. Like, yeah, These they guys like are going to kill me. <laughs> and they're just like, do you want a beer? <laughs> do you want a beer? <laughs> yeah. But, oh, oh, yeah. Everybody at home. Hey, but wouldn't the, uh, wouldn't the Mothman's beer be like toxic waste? Oh, it would not be like good around, for us. Right? So that's the other thing. Yeah. Is a lot of these cryptids. Uh, so here's kind of two Two thoughts for one thing. A lot of these cryptids give people very similar sicknesses to radiation poisoning when they get too close to them. Mm. Uh, there was a one famous count with a mothman that walked up to a couple at night. The couple said they were not scared of this creature whatsoever. It was talking like a high-pitched mouse squeak, and it was motioning with its hands. And they, she, the, the lady specifically said, I really felt like it was trying to ask us for help. And then they got violently sick and they got, so they got conjunctivitis too. So everybody at home that may not know, mm. there's two types of conjunctivitis. There's the normal pink eye you get, you know, fecal matter, whatever stuff it gets caught on your eye and starts getting infected. But there's radioactive conjunctivitis. Uh, chemo patients, you can look it up at home, everybody, if you really want to see something nasty, but it's the worst of the two. I mean, and these, these people mm. had it. Uh, but yeah, so these radiation type sicknesses. So is that a sign that they pass through a wall and the radiation is part of the barrier and they just got it stuck mm. to them? Radiation, it's kind of weird to explain, but radiation is kind of sticky. You know, it can grab onto right. other particles. Or is their homeland so radioactive they just evolve with it and they hold a really high background radiation? Something that's really dangerous to us, but mm. they don't kick, you know, it doesn't bother. It doesn't bother them. It's part of their natural field. So they just, they're naturally right. 20, 30 times more reactive than us. Mm. But that's a common thread on this planet for cryptids. I mean, it happens. And is it, what is it, the Van Allen belt? Or what is it the that's uh, going through the earth? Isn't that like radiation? Like that, that uh, I don't know if it's the Van Allen belt or I can't exactly. Uh, like, you know, through space, they, that's what a lot of people believe that we didn't go to the moon. Van Allen, yeah, the Van Allen belt. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the layers of the atmosphere, or the, the, the last layer of the exosphere. That, that radiation supposedly can, I mean, if you want to go that way, could just fry everything. Electronics, flesh, nerve systems are nothing compared to metal and electronics. And if they're not making it through moon landing film photographs or what yeah if sure these alternate <laughs> what about these alternate universes right these portals are opening up right and maybe it some has to go through this radiation what if it's like some kind of like it's just a regular dog they look just like the people they're they're the, composed the same like us there's humans and dogs and what if a dog and a human go through that and they mash them together because mm -hmm. it's like you know the like fly. it's not just that yeah. they're gonna go all naturally like all, yeah the fly perfect example that's all i was gonna bring up as well Sure. I mean, we. I mean, there was a reason it's called theoretical part of, part of our theoretical physics, because they don't even know. They have very educated thoughts, but they don't know, and they're the ones that are smashing particles together. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't there be? Oh, they know. They, they know. know everything. They know a lot more than they're telling I, us. I will not argue I that. Say that much. 
Wouldn't there be a radiation, like so, radiation with CERN, like all over that place if they were opening portals? It depends. So if they are opening, and we could talk about micro black holes too, but if they're opening micro black holes, probably not, at least not detectable amounts, because it's not going to go very far from the opening. Hmm. It's not going to be leaking out everywhere because a black hole degrades, first off, a micro black hole degrades super fast. So off, it eats everything in front of it. So even though its initial creation would create a big spike, of radiation, it's just going to gobble it all up real fast. Hmm. So it doesn't get a chance to run away from it. Right. So as long as you're not, if you're close enough to test it, you're probably dead. And when you were talking about the Mothman, like where like the, uh, where your friend was saying like, hey, you know, they or whoever you were speaking about was saying that they seemed like they were trying to ask them for help or something. I, I may have brought this up before. I probably have, but you guys seen Rick and Morty, yeah. right? Everybody's mm-hmm. seen Rick and Morty here. Well, there's an episode where they're like kind of like, you know, being Voltron and they're fighting all these space yes. creatures where they go to that universe. Remember? Yep. And they're like, they're like, man, hopefully that like they're trying to warn people. I don't know if it's a cure for AIDS. They're trying like, to give like, the universe like the cure AIDS for AIDS. <laughs> yeah. the cure. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, we'll be good, man. Like they'll understand us. Right. And then they're like, yeah, they'll understand you fine. And they send them to these different, you know, parallel universes and they're just giant and like naked and you can't understand them. They're like, Argh! and they're like, I'm here to help you. But nobody mm-hmm. can understand what they're saying. So they just get killed. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, I think Rick and Morty has a lot of soft disclosure. There we go, Jay. Yeah. A lot Hard of disclosure. Man, yeah. They give you a lot in that show, man, where you're just like, whoa. Like I was just yeah. reading about, about that. In, inside <laughs> jobs. Mm-hmm. They canceled it. Oh that yeah. That was just oh, yeah. nothing but soft disclosure. Oh, whole entire show, both seasons, it's crazy. Um, and they had everything. And they, they remind me, like that show, reminded me so much of you guys and me and Sean, how we think, how it's all connected. And I thought that was what was super cool about that show was like they connected the cryptids to the government conspiracies to, you know, AI, clones, everything. It was all together in one in one space. And it's like that's what it's really like. I think if people stop, would stop compartmentalizing all the time and realize that it's all connected somehow, then you can really open your mind to like this whole other sphere of thinking. And speaking of other spheres of thinking, one of my thoughts on the God particle. So I don't know if you ever heard of a supersymmetry. So what they say is, um, all of these particles have sister particles that they haven't found yet, right? Mm-hmm. So supersymmetry. So, so uh, the uh, the Higgs has a sister that they haven't found yet. There's a thought out there, and I've gleaned this from a few other guys in the, in the podcasting realm, and just guys I've read, and it's some of what they've said, and then me just kind of creating my own uh, thoughts about it. So a lot of people talk about, at least biblically, like the mark of the beast, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and then some people think it's some something that you know you're gonna wear, or some sort of tattoo, or you know, some sort of chip. Chip is normally the one that you always hear about, right? The chip, mm-hmm. the implant, or whatever. I think that this mark of the beast is gonna be DNA altering. I think they're looking for that particle that actual thing that they can take and create 
and inject you with. And I think that's ultimately what they want to do because that is going to make you godlike. That will change your mind, change your body. You'll 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 gain enhancements. Um, and I'm thinking that they're looking for something else. I think the God particles cool and all, but that's not really what they're looking for. They're looking for the, the, yeah, they're looking for the it factor. And maybe it's that sister particle, that super symmetry that they say exists, but they don't really have proof. I think they have proof of it. I just think they haven't told us yet, but they have at least released the idea of super symmetry to us that all of these particles, um, in the standard are, all have sisters that they haven't found yet. So I'm just curious what you guys think about that. That's just a, a theory that I've been playing around with for a little while now. It's definitely interesting. But yeah, I mean, that would make super symmetry would make sense because there's really nothing in the universe that we know about, at least publicly, that doesn't have a counterpart. Right. I mean, everything mm-hmm. has a counterpart. It's just how. The universe is built. It's just, you know, the fundamentals. Right. You can't have one without the other. Or just the whole thing would come off the hinges. So I could get behind that, but I don't know. I think they could do that with CRISPR. Uh, me and Jay just had an hour talk about CRISPR and then Case mm-hmm. 9 and all that. We're going to do an episode on it soon. Because uh, it is crazy. Like, they could... That's a whole other conversation, but CRISPR could do what you're saying. Like, if they had the, if they had the key, if they had the thing they want to do with, like, the actual part that you're talking about, they could do it with CRISPR right now, right now, publicly. Like the CRISPR came out in the eighties and the version we have now publicly is the scariest thing on the planet. I'm not scared of any of the mm-hmm. mass diseases or anything like that. CRISPR technology. But they need that piece. That's, that could very well be that they need the actual step up, the ability to integrate. So anybody at home doesn't know real quick, CRISPR can literally take your, your cells, your DNA change them at the fundamental levels, replace them into your body and your body will start replicating those cells and replacing your cells. So once it starts, it's impossible to stop. Uh, like literally you would never know if somebody wanted to do it to you. Uh, they literally could make like what we talked about. They could make a race selective gene or a race selective, uh, race selective thing that you could put in and could turn all of this race into putty. It would just start pulling the carbon out of you. They could make that right now. And that's the scariest thing. That's scarier than all of this. That they can, it's right now publicly. Mm -hmm. That's what they tell us that they can do with it. Mm -hmm. What can they, what else, like you're saying, Joel, what else could they do with it that they're not telling us? Right. Yeah, CRISPR is scary. Like, and and to your point, Joel, like it kind of made you just gave me a thought right now that. Maybe the whole point of this, and I'm just kind of more going on the end game aspect of it with the symmetry that, you know, like having this sister particle, what if the whole point of this is to take us away from our creator, right? That, that now we're not no longer a piece of our creator. So then they could do whatever they want mm-hmm. to us, right? We don't have that protection. It's getting us away from something that is is our is our is our ultimate protector. You know what I mean? Like that. Don't get me going on a Netflix, because <laughs> I will, because I will. That's what I'm I'll saying. Go that, there. To get the, I, I, that's what it started making Joel me think. Joel can man. talk about Netflix. Like Netflix I can man. talk about sky creatures. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true, though. I swear, like, we were on that fishing trip. It's so funny what would key off uh, one or the other to talk about 
that. I it was a hey, no lie though, Sean. We were out to eat one night and we got to talking, and I just went on a whole thing about Vivanas and like all this stuff. And, and Justin's just staring at me, and he's like, "Is this what it look? Is it lo- this what it looks like when I start talking about biology to people? Is this what it feels like?" Saying, but he just keeps he's he's just saying it with comments, but I have no idea what he's saying. And it's like we're speaking a different <laughs> language for a minute. <laughs> it was just like, but he's saying it good. No, it's it's. Hey, Jay was there though. Jay was like, ah, the Sutradhara. I'm like, yeah, yeah Jay yeah, got yeah. it. I was following along. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Jay, about all this? What I what you said about them creating like that sister or finding that sister particle to alter inject us and alter our DNA. And then also what Sean said to take us away from our creator. It, and it kind of goes along with the whole Nephilim thing. Like they're trying, I don't know if they're trying to enslave humanity or just enslave, you know, human beings. And for what reason, you know, do, are they feeding, mm. are they feeding off our energy? Are they really trying to become their own gods? Like in the sense of running mm. this realm or, being the controllers of this realm to take away the the power away from the the, the creator, you know. And tr- what about this, Jay? To play off of what Sean said too. So, what if it changes your DNA and it alters you to not be a part of your creator anymore? And that's the enslavement, right? Yeah. What if it What if it weakens you or makes you a lesser version mm. of yourself, so you can't control, you know, kind of your own thoughts, or you can't become strong enough to, you know, fight back or think of a way to fight back, or it just, it, lim- right. it very much limits you, so you become that slave to society, or, you know, the obedient worker that they need. And then I, mm. I also thought of, like, the opposite direction, too, you know, they could uh, create these things to enhance people in certain ways, whether they're just, you know, in meat suits, you know, enhance meat suit people, you know, like athletes, actors, you know, people that we see that the influencers that they put in the public eye to kind of control our mind and thoughts while they're still kind of rolling out this way to, uh, you know, get every single person encompassed in all this. And if you try to break free from, you know, society or break free from the system, you are a target. You know, you're the one that's, you know, put on the outside. You're the one that's crazy in all of this because they don't want that because their whole, the whole idea of everything will not work anymore. No, yeah, I don't. Meat sacks, baby. Meat sacks. <laughs> I had an idea. <laughs> what if hell is in a black hole, and literally they're trying to create a black hole to drag the whole planet into hell to move it out of creation? Oh. Man, I can totally see that too. Like literally, right? that's that's very, dark, very fast. Yeah, no. Like Sean said earlier, that maybe they're using it to jump jump realities, but they just haven't got to where they can jump into that one. So like, or yeah, because they haven't done it yet. Obviously, yeah. the whole sky is not on fire. Or you know, we're not. But maybe they're not trying to release the nephilim out of. The no, they're trying to drag they're us in there, drag us down with them. That, that's what I'm thinking. They're dragging them to their dimension, to their level. Just say it again. If the nephilim come back, I will cut their head off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm really. But here, I think they're going to open a black hole on it, either on purpose or on accident. I think. So. I mean, that's. With how many scientists that are against them actively, and I mean actively, every day warning people, every time they flip that switch, there's like whatever 0.01% chance of opening a black hole. But it's even any chance is too great to open one if they are what we understand them to be. 
Because it's just going to destroy everything instantly. Like, just instantly. Or drag us in. I kind of believe they're portals. Not portals. Well, yeah, kind of. Wormholes. They're really big wormholes. They're just super destructive ones. So they, they're literally doorways mm. to somewhere else. And if they're really trying to open it up, I could. if hell is inside of a black hole, that would be a good way to drag Earth out of creation. It's going to be like little, little yeah. Nikki and hell's going to come up here. It's going to open up. <laughs> yeah. I just watch that again. <laughs> it's four o'clock. Time for Hitler's I'm pineapple. The, south, the deep south. <laughs> well, why is that funny? <laughs> I love little Nikki. Now, this might be a stretch, right? I don't know. Like uh, It's kind of Gematria-ish. But it says the money for CERN's is projected to come from 22 member states. So the number 22, right? And in the cultic meaning of 22 is assigned to the unborn soul. Hmm. That's kind of interesting to me. And then if you think about 2 plus 2 plus 2 is 6, mm-hmm. right? Get back to that 666, the CERN, the three sixes. I mean, it's just something that I was kind of like when I was researching a lot of that, I thought that was interesting that they had the number. Tw- this There's a lot of number symbol symbolism and not just that. God symbolism, uh, you know, saints yeah. and and but all of the saints and and gods that they're kind of representing are all of like the hellish ones, right? Yeah, they're, like not the really ones ones. Ones. Yeah. they're not really fun. They're not really fun. They're not the cool ones. Uh, would you guys tell us, or at least tell me, because you all three know more than I do on this field about the the, uh, the more occult aspects with CERN? Because just blatantly looking at it, it it's a lot, but. Tell me more, because I really, I don't know a lot about it. Anybody? Yeah, I mean, what do you, what do you want to know? I don't understand. Like, I don't know a lot about it. So what would you tell, like, I, I there's a lot of symbolism. I mean, you, right can tell, I mean, you can't even break it down by the name, like the god Cernos. Like that, that you start yeah, from that. that aspect anyway. Yeah, I mean, you could just even start even start from that aspect. I mean, we're not even we don't even have to go into you know the the god you know god of Shiva out front and all that. I mean, so they literally named it. You know. Sorry, I'm asking. I should have looked up more stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Cernos I mean, there's sure. literally a video of uh, people scientists that work at CERN that were doing a fake ritual uh, 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 sacrifice in front of the Shiva statue. I mean, you can find it online. What? That, j- yeah, you've no, never seen that? No, I don't know nothing about that part of it, so tell me. Yeah, there's a video of, from a few years ago. I don't know the exact date. I'll send it to you, Justin. Um, yeah, there's uh, some guy was just like, you know, kind of in like another building, and he's just filming on his cell phone, and there's all these people when hoods like in robes hooded robes and they have a person on the ground and doing a fake sacrifice and people are like oh they were just messing around it's just a prank bro what like, I, I just got that yeah yeah and, and and you're like why were they doing that even if they're they didn't actually kill the person obviously but it was ritual of them trying to simulate right. that in front of it's almost like they were sacrificing that person to sheep so i've worked in a lot of labs in my life i'll tell you two things right <laughs> off the rip number one Anybody that works in a lab is weird. And I mean weird. You take that as ever, ever you want. Number two, I've never seen somebody reenact a sacrifice. So I guess my labs were not the cool ones. 
But I could definitely see <laughs> some of the guys that didn't leave, like they, they physically did not leave that lab room for like 16 hours a day. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I work with a serial killer there. <laughs> so yeah, I can see a real sacrifice. Like I don't know, this is crazy. Like that, I like. But even to the point of like you were talking about Baphomet and all that. I mean, like Cernos or Cernernos. I mean, he's got you know like antlers and goat horns and all that too i mean that's kind of it's like a, a celtic yeah. god so it, it's it's one that they've derived from um but is it, the thing about it is they never key into just one right it's always like multiple gods which you know how i feel about it these are derivatives of fallen angels mm-hmm. so there's multiple it's a pantheon it's a it's a polytheistic uh, way that they worship but yeah I mean you got the destroyer out front with Shiva um, you got Cernonos which you literally name it after Cernos you can say it either way that you name your, your your literal company after and then you've got Apollyon you literally got Apollo as another god you literally built part of the Hadron Collider over where this temple for Apollo, the Apollo temple, was originally. They built it over it. So there's so much intertwined. We've got to send Justin like the actual rituals. It's crazy, well, man. I like they're really literally like with hoods, like going down into the caverns. They do these they've done several, but like there's there's some online that you can go look at. And it's so funny too when you when you watch it because they'll even you know promote it on certain things like it's normal it's like this is a yeah. normal like scientific thing yeah it's it's not science and that's why when people say listen to the science I have a hard time listening to the science when that's the science that they promote mm-hmm. everything they do is symbolism every single thing that's out is symbolism you you could go to even pharmaceuticals and we won't go down that rabbit hole today but pharmaceutical symbolism like it's it's all about different gods it's all tied in so you know when you think about it it's not just science see what what blows my mind is they say they don't want any religion but it seems to me like they don't want one specific thing Mm -hmm. taken out they like religion all fine and well they just don't like a specific guy Mm -hmm. from from my guy i've never heard of the jesus lab or anything like that (laughs) just <laughs> they wouldn't get funding. They wouldn't get funding. The papers wouldn't get published. <laughs> Who does certain money come and from? The, oh, sorry, Sean. I didn't mean to cut you off. 22, cu- 22 different countries. 22 countries. There's like a lot of like. They're funding yeah, 22 this. different mm. countries. Yeah, yeah. There's 22 different. Uh, it says 22 member states, actually. Not countries, member states. Member so, states. Um, that's a little different. And to go back to that supposed prank ritual, this, they had to have a spokesperson. The spokeswoman for CERN said CERN welcomes every year thousands of scientific users from all over the world. And sometimes some of them let their humor go too far. <laughs> this is what happened on this occasion. Now, I'm not a scientist, right? I'm sorry. Scientists are not known <laughs> no. for their humor. I'll tell you that's that what right I'm, now. That, thank you. That's I work what, with that's hundreds, what I was say. if not thousands. Not one thank of them you. was thank funny. You so much. <laughs> not on purpose. <laughs> yeah, not on purpose. No, like, there was one I won't name his name, but I'm pretty sure he killed people and ate them. And he would just, ah, uh, he couldn't laugh like a human. 
like Kyrie Irving. Oh my god! Like he would only laugh if he'd look around first to make sure everybody else was laughing. Like, oh, people are laughing. I don't want to get caught. Yeah, I don't have feelings. No, that's crazy. Of like quite quite Leonard when he's doing an interview. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you see him at the. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see this video. But how many how many scientists were sacrificed as man? And you said one of them was dressed up as Baphomet or something. No, no, these, these, those were two different oh, things. Sorry. Like, so there's an uh, there was an opening ceremony that we we're first talking about. So, like, when they were like, they had this big opening ceremony. First of all, why would you have a huge ceremony? Like, you can just cut a ribbon, mm-hmm. right? Like, and be like, "Hey, we did it." No, but instead, they had debt people. It started out. The, this is this the ceremony. This is not the fake. Uh, 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 sacrifice the ceremony. They had people dressed up in their little minor gears, and then they had like angels coming from down, and like this Baphomet. Now the fake sacrifice was like just filmed on a cell phone. It doesn't seem like it was supposed to be right. filmed. It looked maybe like a janitor like or somebody that's like, hey, yeah, someone's like, hey, what the hell's going on over there? And you see a circle of people around someone. They're placing them on the ground, and like as they're going to like kill them. Obviously, they didn't. I just don't see how that now maybe uh they're just not good at humor and they thought that was funny. I don't know, maybe that could be a possibility, but it just seems like why would you like I just never seen that prank like I've never seen the punk where they're like, ah just kidding, bro, you almost drank kids' blood. Just kidding, bro. You've been punked. Where's Ashton Kusher at? We got you. No, so for the opening ceremony, they like when you say miners, like as in miners like digging. Yes, okay. yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. And then Angels came down, and that's the one that had Baphomet in it. But here's the thing, though. It wasn't just scientists involved, like Sean said, like the miners and stuff. It was literally everybody that worked for CERN. So it wasn't, it's like you said, like your janitors, your your custodians, everybody that worked, yeah, administrators, everybody was a part of this. So that's what's so weird, too. And it's like, when you see it, though, it's like they're in some trance. And it doesn't even look right. Like, you got to see it to believe it. Uh, I'm shocked you haven't seen it. It's it's so it's so mind blowing, but yeah, you, you got to check it I'm out. Gonna, it's I'm next gonna level. Have to. And then, so how many people were in with the fake sacrifice in the video? Was it like ten? Or was it more or less? Ten people yeah. for the sacrifice no. or for the opening ceremony? For the sacrifice for the it was like about ten. I like a roughly like about, about ten, maybe people or so. That's, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Scientists are not funny people. I'll tell you that. And they don't get along most of the time. They literally sit in their own little box 90% of the time. They avoid human interaction. <laughs> That's a personal experience. <laughs> I've, I've been in all kinds of labs in this country for all kinds of things, even like molecular biology labs and stuff like that. They're not funny people. And I could just, I can't imagine 10 of them agreeing to do something. <laughs> <laughs> Like I couldn't imagine. They just Not remind me of a bunch of Sheldon get something Cooper's. out of it. Oh yeah, no. Unless there's a boss saying, "Hey, we got to go pretend to sacrifice this guy to to this ancient god, so the the actual lab experiment later won't kill us all <laughs> and open a portal to hell." We're not ready for the portal to hell you yet. You want a promotion or not? We have to kill this cat. <laughs> God, I get a raise. Okay, I guess we'll go do it. Man, it's just—it's so weird to me. This because I this is you know as you guys know this is definitely no. 
it's something I believe in, but it's not the thing I research heavily or I look into a lot. So it's just, it's always interesting to me to like, I didn't know there was, it almost seems like Bohemian Grove stuff mm-hmm. where they're all doing. It oh, is. Yeah. Perfect analogy. Like, and I've seen those videos and stuff like that, of, you know, of course, but it really seems like that. And I wonder if it's part of this. I don't know what they're doing there, but it's not good. And the, the people, and that's what I keep harping on is the people and harp, uh, the people that go back, like, the, <laughs> no pun intended, big scientists that are really, against don't get Jay too excited now, over there. Uh, big scientists that are really against these hydron colliders, like, and they're everywhere. People, people don't realize that they're everywhere. The little ones, you know, it's not just the big super one out uh, in, in Switzerland, but they're in Chicago. They're in, you know, they're in. And what are the little ones doing? Like, what are they there for? Smaller experiments. So they're doing the same. And that's why I said I didn't understand why they built the big one. It's because the small ones do the same thing. Uh, and it's easier to build a whole bunch of small ones because more people can do experiments at the same time if you're only looking at it from a scientific standpoint. Building a giant one, mm. unless you're trying to get bigger results, that's the only reason. And it's just scarier because the little ones are scary. I think we need to coordinate all these hydron colliders and see where they're placed on the Earth. If they're if they're over like certain if you say ley lines ley lines or parallels <laughs> I don't know I just I'm with Jay though I think no, they, they are connected to these ley I, lines I don't think they're connected they to the ley lines I think they that. put them on spots that are purposely weak Could like be. they used to do with the like what we used to talk about they used to do with the like the old labs I think that when they were first playing with this technology they put them on purposely weak spots so it's easier to open the veil when the spot's already weak. Mm. So I can definitely see, because if you look at the map of the U.S. where these hydron colliders are, it's kind of random. And I think it's because they found spots that are already weak. So it's easier to open a door when the spot's already kind of halfway worked through. Mm. You know, ice fishing, you're only mm. cutting through four inches of ice, not ten. Uh-huh. It's a lot easier. Good analogy. But mm. It's not safe, though. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. You might fall through. No, I mean... You do. <laughs> you do. <laughs> we got close. We do need a list of these these colliders, though, like because I'm kind of Googling it right now, and you can get bits and pieces. We need somebody that maybe we'll have to do that someday or something. We need, like, a list. And, and like you said, and kind of gauge, like, is there portal points? Is, like, do Oof. they need one here? Like, even if you take the ley lines out of it, maybe that you need – a portal point here to a portal point here, and maybe, just maybe, it has something to do with Hollow Earth. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like that—that that they have those specific mm. points that they already know about that we don't. Mm-hmm. That hey, this to here is how you can travel to here. It also could be. I just had this thought. What if it's mirroring like star constellations above? Mm. I, I mean, instead of following ley lines, it could be following because, like you know, uh, ancient civilizations. You know, South America, they they found their you know uh structures and their their cities whatever you want to call them do mirror constellations you know uh, the scene above in the sky so hmm. if, if there is a connection there that would be very interesting if you could overlay like a star map on a on a map of all the hydron colliders on earth whether it be a globe map or a flat earth map who knows you won't be able to I'll tell you that right now. You, no, no, you just zip it. Oh. No, not even for that reason. Uh, I'm, I, I pulled up the address or, or where a lot of these are located. Yeah. And a lot of them are not public knowledge. Hmm. Like they exist. They admit that they exist, but they want to tell you where they're located. That's strange. Well, yeah. I mean, the one, 
the well, one there's I an article right on. here that says America's last major particle collider. So, like, yeah, you're right, Justin. They're making it seem like they're all. They're gone. not. The one I walked on was obviously active. <laughs> yeah, guns drawn. Yeah, they were going to kill us. Uh, I'm not even. I'm not even exaggerating. That's probably the closest I've been to being shot by the government. Officer, I'm just here to check on the fish. The freaking creek was two <laughs> inches wide. They were not buying that. We look like <laughs> Ghostbusters out there. Could you imagine that? Three men that are obviously weird and nervous with wearing a Ghostbusters backpack with generators and cameras standing 50 yards from a hydron collider. Or par- par- pardon me. A particle accelerator. There you go. Like, yeah. That just shot me too. Like, this is the weirdest thing I walked up on as a guard. <laughs> right? And there's a fish. You look over at this creek that literally had this much water in it. Yeah. I'm like, there ain't no fish in there. I, we we got to check still. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was scary. <laughs> but no, like the list of them, like a lot of them are, are not like, they're, they're still active. Most of these are still active in this first list I even found. Uh, and they don't even tell you where they're located. Like they'll be like, a lot of them are real general, but then like a lot of them would just say not, or not public knowledge or private, or not private knowledge. Uh, I just forgot the word. Utah have been working all day. Uh, no, government secrets, basically. Okay. Like, yeah, whatever you want to... Mm. Undisclosed. Undisclosed. Or a lot of them just say the labs, you know what I mean? They don't say where they're located. They'll say, hey, like this one says, uh, Berkeley Rad Lab, now Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory. It doesn't tell you at mm-hmm. all where it's really located mm-hmm. at. I mean, I'm sure if we looked more, we could if figure it out. If you walk in the backyard I, and they pull I, out a I gun, agree. it's probably one. They're getting close. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even remember looking at that yeah, stupid thing. That's a big oil pipe. It's like ten foot diameter. Like, how, why do they need to move that much freaking oil? Well, because they weren't. They're moving. Yeah, they weren't they're moving bosons. <laughs> they were moving dogmans and moth <laughs> and mothman and colliding them together to create. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, they're. There's people claiming there's over 30,000 of them in act, active in the world right now, from the littlest ones to the big ones. Hmm. What's the littlest one? I have no idea. Hmm. Let's make one. Yeah, let's build one in the garage. I got everything else in there. So there's like 27-inch ones, 60-inch ones, 88-inch ones. Like So, yeah, we could probably build one. We could be one. like the guy in Florida. Well, you guys could. They built his own uh, nuclear reactor. Oh, yeah. And yeah. now they can't. Do you guys know about that guy? No. So there's a guy in Florida. He's an ex-nuclear physicist. And he, he like does, tra- like he trades knowledge with people that come to his little island in Florida in the swamps. But they're about to kick him off his land because, well, if you want to get really conspiratorial with it, because he was just, he knew too much and he was giving it to everybody. So he, what he did is he built a small nuclear reactor that literally, it's like glowing behind him. He's standing 10 feet from it. It's quote unquote perfectly safe. <laughs> and he's like, now they can't get rid of me because I'm the only one who knows how to turn it off. Oh my god! And yeah, I mean, it's you look at him. He's a he looks like a wizard. Like he looks like a like a the guy that the lock probably is. Like, pretty much he is uh, because it's like a little tiny one, and he's like playing with it. It's on his desk. He's like, look at it. It's attached to the wall. Wow. You can't move it because then boom, everything. <laughs> you know the island's not here anymore. But no, it's, it's crazy. This stuff. I I didn't know anything with the the rituals or anything like that. 
but even NASA does all kinds of stuff with the gods, like well, non oh yeah. gods, like Joel likes to say. But it's just weird. Absolutely, man. It's 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 just funny that they want to push us so far away from God, but yet they want to present us with a lot of God options. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just funny. I, I think it's you know ironic in a lot of ways. And for people that say that these institutions aren't built around some sort of religion, they're just not looking at all. They just refuse to even even remotely look at what's going on or they'll say oh they're just making a cool symbol out of that like it doesn't really mean anything mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's generally what you hear but look guys this was a fantastic fantastic talk great killer first episode for floating mushroom i love doing this with you guys we're gonna be doing it once a month we're gonna have a great topic we're going to go all over the place like we did today. Mm-hmm. It's awesome because all of us are friends, too, so it makes yeah. it a lot easier than just having some random guest on that you hope that you get along with, and then you're <laughs> like, oh, I should have I kicked him off 10 minutes ago. So it's not like that. It's not like that at all. We're all good friends, and we're all hosting the show together because mm-hmm. it's our show, Floating Mushroom. Um, it's, this was great, guys. I, I had a blast. I've been looking forward to this for several weeks. Um before we get out of here, though, uh, Justin, Jay, let everybody know where to find you at, and then Sean, follow up and tell everybody where to find us at. Perfect. So we were on Cribs of the Corn podcast. Uh, that's pretty much everything cryptid related. We try to give a, both the conspiratorial and scientific angle to it. We have to say where it's where scientific and magic thinking combined. Mm-hmm. We also do Freaky Fauna Friday, which are just little snippets on Friday. Uh, just little fun animal facts and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. We also produce a show called DW Conspiracy Shack. It's really more conspiracies and stuff like that. Those guys are great. You'll love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're similar to us. But very you know. similar to us. Uh, but I think uh, so. You can find us on all podcast catchers, all that stuff. Instagram, Facebook. We do a live show every Tuesday. Yeah, Facebook's probably the best way to reach out and contact us or just get involved with what we're doing. Oh, we, we have all kinds of fun. We just started doing YouTube lives and stuff like that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a YouTube page. Almost everything ends up on the YouTube. Patreon, all that stuff. I think that's that it. That's pretty good. Okay. And, you know, you can find us at uh, Kill the Mockingbirds podcast on Instagram, Kill the Mockingbirds on Telegram, and all your pod- favorite podcast hosts, but... You know, try to get away from those legacy podcasts. Get us all on Cryptid to the Corn and Kill the Mockingbirds on Podcasting 2.0 because eventually the things we say are going to get us kicked off. Like, no matter if we're just talking about CERN or we're talking about lizard people or we're talking about jabbity jabs. And also, I'd like to say, will the real Jay please stand up? Because I am on a quest to find the real Jay because I am tired of these clones showing up and trying to take his place. <laughs> no one can replace the real me. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. Loved it. And everybody else listening, you're going to get this once a month. Love y'all. Peace. Peace. Bye, guys.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.